This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, it, Chapter 2. You'll float again. You ever wonder why they never made cinnamon mayonnaise? Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. I'm Hotlanta. I'm considering making cinnamon mayonnaise. Also, I'm Troy. Yeah, I nice mean, savory mayo. Hey, yeah, nice seahorses. I don't know, you put it on toast. Oh. Seahorses seem like they'd be awful gristly. Yeah. <laughs> Or maybe just swallow them whole. I don't know. You just make like seahorse kebabs? Seahorse shooters. <laughs> See, it wouldn't be more like a seahorse sucker. I feel like you just bite the head off and suck out the guts. Uh, I feel like you just shoot them. Just <sighs> dud. Like oysters. Gross. Like cartilage filled oysters. <laughs> or super fancy. <laughs> do, you, do you poop oysters after eating them? A little bit. Yep. I mean, poop pearls? Is that what I, that's what I meant to say? Why do you poop oysters after you eat seahorses? <laughs> that's what that's where oysters come from. Everybody knows that. <laughs> poop pearls is what I meant to say. Poop pearls. Uh it's gonna be one of those days today, apparently. Just one of those days. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go break some shit. Uh wake up. Put on a little makeup. Yes. Blah, 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 makeup. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we watched a movie. That's why we are all in this podcast together. <clears throat> you got shit electric Brett with you today. <laughs> yep. Chris, Chris can't sit on the couch alone. He has to put electric Brett on the, uh, the couch with him. I feel like electric Brett's expanded. Electric Brett is a dick bag, and I hate his face. Electric Brett's got some new guts. <laughs> Why? Why is he get new guts? I'm all the time asking for new guts, and I never get no new guts. Is he more dim or more sim than Brett? Both. <laughs> He's more everything. Yeah. Electric yeah. Brett's scumbag. <laughs> and, uh... So yeah, so we watched It Chapter Two. Uh, this is a, a, a long ago request by Mister Green. Uh, he wanted us to to watch the It miniseries and then the It movies and compare them. And we've watched the first half of the miniseries and the first movie, and now the second movie, but not the second half of the miniseries. Yeah, we're terrible people. We're bad at planning. We don't have stuff right. Yeah, it's not like we've done hundreds of episodes of this podcast. Why do we know things? We are all bad jobs. But thank you, Mr. Green, for recommending this movie. We watched it. We certainly did. And you can find us on the Facebooks, because we're Slaughterhouse Princess. See, Chris, he knows how to do it. Bear. This goes blah, 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 blah. I don't recall ever saying he didn't know how to do it, but <laughs> I guess I've been put in my place. 
<laughs> no, I'm not saying that you said that he did not know how to do it. I'm saying that you don't know how to do it. No, I just don't like to. <laughs> yeah. Every now and then when you're not here, Brett, I finagle it so that I have to, I have to ask him how, how to ca- contact us. And he just is always like, fuck. <laughs> Facebook up Chris. Yep, that's how I say it every time. <laughs> it's uncanny. That's what I like you. So, Chris, how does this movie start? From the beginning with John Amplis. Yep. It gets off the train. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, does it maybe start with uh, a beaver hat? Well, it starts. It starts with some flashbacky footage from the first one. Yeah, true. With all the the losers making their blood pact. That in, if, if it ever comes back, they'll do the damn thing. Yep. They'll put it back in its place again. And uh, Bev has like uh, prophetic visions of the future. She was tripping, dog. Yeah. She's all whacked out on deadlights. Didn't that happen at the end of the first one, though? Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah, and we find out that uh, Richie's going to grow into his face, whatever that means. Yeah. Uh, that Stanley is S- Stanley? Yes. Oh, Stanley, you're going to totally not be dead. No, you're totally not going to kill yourself. Yeah, it's you're totally living. fine. You're still alive. Yeah. <laughs> so alive with life. Not dead with suicide. Yeah, you like Dinosaur Jr. alive. Nothing can stop him. He's all the way up. Something like that. And then we uh, blast into the present day. We're not, we don't blast into the past. No, not in this instance. Ugh, I'm con- very confused now. I like that we blast around everywhere. It sounds so fast. He just yeah. puts his car on blast, which is like a little setting that he has on his car. And then off he goes blasting everywhere. El Blasto. Mm-hmm. Shut up, Chris. Blasted on a nun once. Yeah. Blasting all over the place. So, uh, it's present day. And we're at a carnival. Being yep. top blast long enough to get this podcast done. I mean, it's a long-ass movie. If you keep interrupting me every 30 seconds, we're going to be here for six hours. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it will be our longest episode. Get through. So, uh, there's a a couple hanging out. Yep, a, a gay couple specifically. Yes, and uh, some of the local boys don't take too kindly to it. Nope. And they uh, harass them so they go to leave, but they follow them out. And they just uh, beat the shit out of them. At least, yeah, they beat the they beat one unconscious and then throw him off a bridge into like raging waters. Yeah, pretty harsh. 
And then a train goes by and scares them away from doing the same to the other guy. Yeah. Business. I mean, like, do are like train conductors like required to like keep eagle eyes out along like the roads near the train tracks to make sure they don't see any funny business going on and then have to call it in if they do? Yeah. Like, is that what train spotters really are? They're not the people watching the trains and recording the numbers. They're the conductors spotting things from the trains. Well, yeah, you got a good vantage point in a big steel thing attached to a fixed point that you move in going real fast in the dark. Yeah, I mean, how could you not see gay bashing going on? Yeah. So, uh, the guy who got beat up but not thrown off a bridge goes to check on his boyfriend just well, in time to see him get pulled out of the water on the other side. By, by a P-wise. spooky clown. P-wise. And he, uh, he, he gets eats his nipple his, bit off. Yeah, he get, takes him a big old pull. Yeah. Pennywise bites his nipple off. You got a bite. And meanwhile, Mike is sitting around listening to the police band like you do. Well, yeah, I mean, what else are you going to do in the little town of Derry other than listen to the scanner? And he uh, heads down and sees uh, Come Home written all over the side of the bridge in blood. In in blood! Yeah. And Mike says, aw, snap. It's back. And then we we meet up with all of the other losers. Yep. Do we start with Will? who is writing for a movie based on one of his books where everyone proceeds to tell him that the endings to his books are shit, including the director and his wife. Yeah. I do like him saying to the director, but you said you liked the endings. Like, yeah, I lied. Fix it. <laughs> Your wife has my notes. <laughs> He's like, what? And then he, he gets his call from uh, Ben and Ben's like, the thing's on. It's back. And he's like, what? My hand hurts. Yeah, Mike, not Ben. Mike, yes. Uh, then we meet ben. up with uh, Eddie. Eddie Spaghetti? Yep. He is now a, a risk assessor. He kind of looks vaguely like Christian Bale driving around in that black SUV. Yeah, he's not yelling Bale. nearly enough at the like workers. Yeah. Yeah, he's not quite American psycho, but he's kind of like American, like general anxiety, American general anxiety disorder. Yeah, that's pretty apt. American mild PTSD. <laughs> Agad, as we as I like to call him. And uh, he grew up to marry a lady who's a lot like his mom. Yeah, almost exactly like his mom, and played by the same person. Yeah, I thought that was pretty pretty good that's pretty funny and she's like don't hydroplane he's like it rained like three hours ago the roads are dry statistically i'm more likely to get in a die in a car crash from you talking to me on the phone than i am from like the rain that happened three hours ago so leave me the fuck alone yeah 
And then he does get into a car crash because he gets the call from Mike. And he's like, what? Wham! <laughs> yeah, Willikers. T-Bone Cent- City. And then, uh, who's like next? Like, T-Bone uh, City. Where the grass is blue when the girls are shitty. Yep. And then it's, Chris's uh, favorite play spot. Haystack. Old Ben. Hey, yes. Home. Yeah, who is an architect designing some building that's a mixed residential commercial space and the the developers want to just put walls up everywhere to make as many units as they can so they can sell more and he's like but then it's just going to feel like a prison we should it needs to be open and airy and oh by the way I have another call bye yeah yeah oh I'm sorry sorry I know we're we're having this multi-million dollar business meeting but I got an unknown number on my phone so hold up and you know, Mike, it's on. Could be drugs. Uh, Richie, uh, uh, Richie is Richie's next, isn't he? Yeah. Richie throws up. Yep. Yeah, Richie. he does. Like you don't even see him get the call. You just see him run out of the building and just proceed to vomit profusely off of the fire escape. <laughs> yeah. Classic Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Always throwing up. And then he gets a breath mint and a bourbon and goes and tries to do a, a stand-up set and then, like, just pauses in the middle and we cut away. Yeah. And then we meet... I think it's Stanley. Stan. Yep, Stan the yeah. man. Stanley Urine. And uh, he gets the call. Because he's putting together a puzzle... Of bird faces, yeah. Which I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna knock anyone for putting together a puzzle. My wife and I have done one so far in quarantine, and we will probably be doing at least one or two more. And uh, I'm a lot of the Simpsons. Cool. <laughs> it is. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> cool. Cool. And then, then it's Bev, and uh, she grew up to be in an abusive relationship. Shocker that the victim of child abuse grows up to be in an abusive relationship. And uh, her uh, husband doesn't take the phone call very well. They get into a scrap. He, he, he tries to take the belt to her. Yeah. She, she takes something to his head. I couldn't tell if that was a picture frame or... I think it's a picture frame. Okay. And she dips out. Yep. Bye. And yeah, basically, everybody freaks out. This is a phone call. And then they all start showing up at a Chinese restaurant. Well, except for... Stan. Yeah. He just hasn't gotten there yet, Chris. Yeah. Well, we know better. Yes. Cause, uh, and uh, we find out that Ben got hot. Yeah. Because he, he lost a bunch of weight. Um, we find out that Richie is Richie. 
Yeah, they're basically all themselves except for Ben lost a bunch of weight. Yeah. Oh, we also we also get a reintroduced to Mister Mister Bowers. Oh yeah. Who uh? They found some crazy asshole off the street to play adult Henry Bowers. Like he looks than a fruitcake. Yeah, like part of the interview process was how many men have you stabbed in an alley? And he was like, hey, blah, 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 blah. they're like, well, we're going to go ahead and hire you, bud. <laughs> and he's been in there since he got locked up during the events of the last film for killing his dad and whatnot. Even though it was Pennywise who killed his dad, right? Well, yeah, that's what the liberal media wants you to think. Oh, I see. What does what does One America Network tell us, Brett? What? What does One America Network tell us about that incident? I don't know. Okay. I don't know what that is. <laughs> That's what you watch when Fox News yeah. is not biased enough. Yeah, when Fox News is too liberal for you, you watch OAN. Oh, I get all my news from Yahoo. Is Dr. Phil on Yahoo? Yahoo. Uh-huh. Yeah. Dr. Phil is my COVID-19 expert. Is he your doctor? He's an doctor. Did he give you a COVID test? Well, he was a doctor until he lost his license. Well, in a way, but he was like a doctor of like psychology, right? Yeah. Yeah. What that has to do with COVID-19, I have no idea. That's not real. It's made up. Of course. That's why it's all in his head. So that's why his doctor of psychology works. Yeah. It's all in the 5G towers, man. Yeah. He's going to send you off to that ranch for bad teenagers. Neverland? <laughs> I don't think so. That I is mean, rude. That is a, a punishment of sorts. That made a bunch of teenagers go bad. <laughs> That's not where they sent the bad teenagers. Hey, now, I think Corey Feldman turned out to be a fine upstanding citizen with an excellent music career. Yeah, he's pretty well adjusted. Anyway. <laughs> uh, it's lighting that trash heap on fire. Moving on. <laughs> on with the nightmare. <laughs> No, that's at the end. So, uh, anyway, Henry Bowers meets up with Knife Zombie that lives under his bed. Who's, like, an old friend of his. Like, it was a childhood friend of his, right? Yeah, he was He was one of the gang members in their little tough group. Their yeah. street tough Which group. Which one was he? Was he Jimbo, Dolph, or Kearney? Uh, I don't know. I guess he was kind of Dolphy because of the hair. Yeah, I'd say he was a Dolph more than the rest. He was a Dolph? The big... Eh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh... Yes, it's going to be one of those nights, folks. I, I, I'm going to apologize in advance. Fair enough. So now, uh, Henry Bowers is free with knife... Just as the good Lord made him. Why not? Ah. Crazy as the day is long. 
Yeah. Maybe even longer or crazier. And whatever uh, the answer that is. Everybody meets up at the uh, incredibly she- nice Chinese food place. Yeah, it's a good one for like a little like main middle of nowhere main town. Like it's a pretty decent setup. I like the nice big lazy Susan in the middle, so you can have nice family style. Yeah, especially since it appears like it's in a strip mall. Yeah, or like an industrial park. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's right next to the local brewery. It's fun. Yeah, by the smelting plant. The smelting pot. The old that's, smelting pot. That's my knockoff fondue place. <laughs> this is a knockoff fondue place. Tableside furnaces. <laughs> the coke avon is made with gold. That's the <laughs> AU. <laughs> uh, you only you only need a little bit, you know, because it'll kill you. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, shit! And then. Uh, Oh shit. Oh shit. And then uh, yeah, so they get together and Eddie does not want anything with gluten, cashews, or fun in it. Yeah. And they're all they're all hooting and hollering, having a good old time. Richie apparently fucked Eddie's mom seventeen different ways to Sunday. Yeah. And uh this scene goes on for what feels like 45 minutes. Yeah, it's a little long. I mean, it's, it's fun to see like old friends get back together and all that, but it's a long scene. And they're all like, hey, we're staying. Ha ha, this is fun. Woo. Then they open up the, the fortune cookies. Yeah. And uh, the fortune cookies came with a bonus puzzle that you have to solve. And which, doesn't, which doesn't reveal itself until they realize that there was one more cookie open because of Stanley, who wasn't there. Yeah. And of course it spells out what I guess Stanley couldn't cut it. Yeah, or something. Some bad pun. Yeah. Waka waka. <laughs> waka waka waka. And then uh Little uh, little monsters all jump out of the fortune cookies. Yeah, like an eyeball one, like one fortune cookie. Like there's an eyeball, like very like one a Jean Joe upside down baby headed hand crab monster. Yeah, it's something like out of like a was it what's his name that Jinjo Ito or whatever that guy's name is. Yeah, the spiral guy. Yeah, the Uzumaki dude. Yeah, like it's like something about his. Like there's just like one that's got like one wing. That's flying around with somehow. And then like just a bunch of like acidic blood ooze comes out of them. Yeah. And then and then Mike beats the table to death with a chair. That yeah. was pretty exciting. Mike opened that table to death with the chair. <laughs> and then the server lady comes in and she's like, uh He's like, uh, could you bring us the check, please? <laughs> yeah. The check, please. <laughs> I'll have what he's having. <laughs> <laughs> Rage meth, apparently. <laughs> Whatever makes me fuck up that chair. <laughs> fuck up that table with the chair. I'd say the chair got fucked up by the table. Tomato, potato. 
And uh, orange salami. So uh, they leave. Bev calls Stanley's wife to try to figure out what's up with Stan the man. And she uh, she already knows what's happening. You know, on account of her prophetic visions. She's got the she's got the shine. Yeah. Shin. So they all head back to the hotel. Well, it's more of like a bed and breakfast. Yeah. That they just rent it out for the whole crew. Yeah, with complimentary bar, it looks like. Yeah. I bet they got a pretty good rate. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> they used they used their points. And uh, everybody's kind of like, so how did you know the whole Stanley thing? And she's like, oh, well, when I got deadlighted, I saw the future, and I know we're all going to die. Yep. We're all going to die down here. Yeah. And uh, Mike's like, hey, hey, Bill, come back to my place. I got to show you this thing. It's not my dick. Or is it? Totally. As he roofies him. <laughs> yep, as he roofies him. Almost certainly. Let's go back to my place and drink this totally A's water. <laughs> it's just got a little ginger in it. It gives it a little spice. It's just a little... Spice is life, little after all. Yeah, I mean, he who controls the spice controls the universe. So, uh, Mike gives him some drug water. Where he has uh, trippy stop motion <laughs> animation vision, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and the thing was, like, he kept talking about the Shakopee Indians, and all I could think of was Shakopee, Minnesota, <laughs> where they have the Renaissance Festival. <laughs> so I was like, why aren't they all dressed up like Rennies? That'd be way better. And uh, Mike's like, okay, so I studied a lot. I went and hung out with the shamans of this tribe, and they taught me all about how their ancestors tried to sh- to shove it into the leather flask thing. Yeah, and then and then Will asked him if it's cultural appropriation, if a or not, because he's white and doesn't understand it. Yeah. And uh, apparently to perform the ritual, they all need to get like an artifact from their childhood. A token. A token, yes, of the summer that they spent fucking up Pennywise. Yeah. A smoking token. Yes, one of them went and got the Steve Miller band to, uh, to make them a toker. And uh, meanwhile, in other parts of Derry... Cowboys. There's a little girl at a baseball game who uh, she's got a, she's got like a birthmark in what it, it looked like something I can't remember now what it was like a dolphin jumping or something I don't know if it was supposed to look like anything but my brain made it look like something <laughs> it's her dolphin mark she's very sensitive about it it's called apophenia yep. I learned that from the Black Tapes podcast. <laughs> and uh, old Pewise is down there. That podcast. 
and he's like, hey, man, I was I know what it's like for people to be mean because look at me, for God's sake. I'm a weird looking clown dude. Yeah. Whose head is shaped like a pear. I'm a cosmic clown monster. My life is bad. And of course, because if. If I know anything about kids, it's kids love creepy clowns that live under bleachers. I mean, to be fair, as a kid, I did really like I did really like clowns, but I don't know if I would go under the bleachers with one. Like that Red Hot Chili Pepper song? I would just end up making friends with whatever was under the bleachers. That guy Seymour Butts? Yes. So many butts. And uh, Pennywise eats her. That's because that's yeah. what he do. He, he offers to blow away her birth bark, and then he just face munches her. Yeah, he head crabs her. Probably should have thought that was real. I mean, you know. So, uh, now team loser. They're uh, they're off in the woods looking for their old clubhouse. Which was not referenced at all in the first movie, if I am correct. I don't recall it. I don't, I don't either. It but it turns out that a bunch of kids built this subterranean... Not even a bunch of kids. One kid. Ben. Yeah. Ben did. A single fat kid <laughs> built this <laughs> subterranean structure that not only did it work... It apparently stood up to 30 years of just being underground and disused with no ill effects. In the wet main soil that's been frozen and thawed 27 times. Yeah. No wonder this guy is a famous architect. I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah. But to be fair, he did say, to be fair, he did say that, um, that the hole was already dug. He just shorted up and then, like, put the top on it. You put some weather stripping on it, you know, keep it dry. Yeah. I don't know, man. I barely trust an 11 year old to build something out of Legos. It's structurally sound. That is true. Or I don't know how old they are. The first well, one. Are they future architect prodigies? Well, they're about 15 or 16. Yeah. Well, cause so 27 years from now, they'd be 70, which makes them 43, which makes them 16. The first time. That's some good math. I have only had three beers. That's why. That's some good three beer math. Yeah. And, uh, it's bar napkin calculus right there, buddy. And they, uh, they find some shower caps, which causes, uh, a, a, what I assume is a shared flashback to the past. <laughs> where they're all like, we'll be friends forever. Forever. Also, wear these shower caps so you don't get spiders in your hair. Yeah. Which feels to me like something more like Eddie would do, but Stanley did it instead. And that's then they're like, oh, well, it's obviously the shower caps are going to be Stanley's token because what else could we possibly remember about him other than shower caps? Yeah. <laughs> Old shower cap, Eddie. Stanley. Hey. So uh, everybody now splits up and goes their separate ways. Because you always divide the party. Yeah. 
always. So, uh, Shaggy, Scooby, and Velma head off. Yep. And then Daphne and uh, Fred go off somewhere else. Yeah. They're totally not doing anything weird. Follow me. I figured they actually went to go get high because they didn't want Shaggy, like, fucking bogarting everything. Yeah, yeah. And Velma, and Velma judging them. Yeah. Jinkies, guys. <laughs> Always smoking out the car. Yeah. Velma's like the buzzkill. was a fucking van. Yes, it was. I've never seen no Scooby-Doo where they got out of a car, Chris. Well, sorry. The bank. I didn't realize you were the foremost expert on Scooby-Doo conveyances. I'm still the only active member of the Scooby-Doo fan club. Thank you. <laughs> he is both president and treasurer. And member. So, um, everybody splits and up to try to find their totem. Token. Yeah, whatever. Totem. And uh, Bev heads back to the old apartment that she had when she was younger. Hold on, guys. I'm getting a phone call. Oh, <laughs> uh, never mind. It must have been for my wife. How disappointing. Yeah, I know. No, I'm sure it's her wife's family. Or my wife's family. It's it's her Easter this, this week. This weekend. Because Orthodox Easter and everyone else's Easter... Move around independently of each other. Tell them all I said, K Pasa. Yes. Kriksosanesti and Alathosanesti. That's appropriate. This guy gets it. But uh, yeah, so she goes back to her old apartment. You know, like the, you know, like those bare naked ladies sing about. It's bad. Yeah, good foreshadowing. Yep. Yeah. Oh man, that just occurred to me. <laughs> I wonder if that was intentional. How? What a Freudian slip. <laughs> no, I wonder if they intentionally did. Never mind. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, so she goes back. She thinks it says Marsh, but it says Kirsch. Uh, some old lady answers, tells her that her dad had died. Bev's dad had died a while ago, and Bev's like, "That's fine. I got tired of him trying to fuck me, so I never talked to him again." Yeah, yeah. I hope it was tried and not succeeded, but I don't think they ever like really get into that in the first one. I'm just gonna leave that there. Reasonable. Yeah. So the, the old lady invites her in and proceeds to have the weirdest tea conversation with her. But oftentimes, it involves you die there. You don't really die there. Yeah. Also, I'm just going to stare at you like blankly for a while with a smile on my face because yeah. I human very well. I am full I of human behaviors. <laughs> I'm a person. Look at me talk. Well, before that, Bev uh, heads back to her old room and uh, pulls off a baseboard and finds her uh, token. Her poem. Yeah, well, you the, know. The poem that quote unquote Will gave Yeah. But she thinks Will gave it to her. Yep. He was tripping, dog. And she also got bonus cigarettes that are twenty seven years old, which 
would be the worst thing in the world. <laughs> well, I mean, the worst thing in the world would be no cigarettes, right, Chris? No, 27-year-old cigarettes, when you pick it up, the tobacco would probably just turn to dust and fall out of it. And then you just just inhale that as quickly as possible. Just Yeah, <laughs> like snus. You were going to say snort. You would have been right to say snort. Yeah, <laughs> do fat rails. <laughs> fat rails of... Big fat rails of old cigarette. Sorry, this is this is for Christian. Here we go. He's into it. You gotta yeah. do rails off your mic in a podcast. That's how you know it's working. Yeah. And uh yep, so tea conversations going real well, and by real well I mean terrible. Yep. And uh there's some cookies though. We gotta get the cookies. Because every the old cookies. woman in the world is always making cookies off screen. That's right. Even the even the Oracle did in the Matrix. Yeah. And rather than do the rational thing after, you know, this weird old sweaty lady stared at you blankly for th- 45 seconds in the middle of a conversation and fucking leave. <laughs> you you definitely turn your back to the kitchen and stare at the wall. Yeah. Well, otherwise the creepy naked old lady wouldn't be able to slink by. Yeah, that that was the part in the trailer that made my wife just nope way the fuck out of watching this movie. <laughs> we saw that we saw it, we saw it before some other movie. My wife was like, was like, nope, 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 nope. I wasn't gonna watch that movie before, and I'm really not gonna watch it now because <laughs> my wife hates horror movies. So yay! And uh, so out of the kitchen comes uh elongated, naked old lady monster? Yeah, she ain't quite right no more. We've all been there. She's all stretched out backwards. And I'll be honest, I laughed at that. It was way (laughs) more funny to me than it was creepy. I know, see, that that hit my Uncanny Valley switch. I was, it it, it gave me the shivers. It, uh, every one of the, like, the it monsters don't look very good in my book. I don't know. Like I, I like that. Like whenever the, like the thing gets like really monstery, like little hands come out of everything. Like in any other horror movie, it would be tentacles or like pseudopods or something like that. In this movie, it's fucking like little hands, and I, that I think was a fantastic choice. Yeah, I like that. I don't like their faces. They all look like cartoon characters to me. Like if you tried to make a cartoon character look like a people. Yeah, like, like it's too lawn it's too lawnmower man. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah, elongated naked lady jumps out, gives her a little fright. The house The apartment turns old and dilapidated. And she runs out, turns out that it was uh, abandoned the whole time. What? I know. Oh, man, like the whole, the whole, that whole part of the movie just disappeared in my brain now because it never actually happened. Yeah. And uh, we meet up with Richie next, who headed to the movie theater. Because that's where he spent most of his time. He was definitely not out behind the school playing some b-ball. That's for certain. Yeah. And he's playing some Street Fighter. With his friend. 
Yeah. Original Street Fighter, if I remember right. Yeah, Street Fighter. Not two. Fighting Street, as it was known. On the Turbo Graphics. Just saying. Chris has, to flop his, saying. Chris has to flop his nerd dick out there just a little bit every now and then. Yeah, it's a nerd dick, Let's, so it's not really of a flop, but... <laughs> well, no, believe me, it was a flop. Yikes. It's got a weird bend in it. Uh, it went down like it's a Led Zeppelin, Chris. Three bends in it, it's not right. Yeah. It's a Z. Oh, it's handy when you got to pee around a corner. <laughs> too, many, too many bends. Or fuck a duck, I guess. Not a corkscrew. I was going to say, it's not quite a corkscrew, just too many bends. And uh, so he's playing the Street Fighter with his little buddy, but then the uh, the Bowers gang shows up. And, Team Bowers. Yeah. And his friend is, I guess, loosely affiliated with them. He's Bowers' cousin. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and since he doesn't want to get the shit beat out of him by Bowers, he's like... Yeah, kid was totally coming on to me. He wanted to touch my dick. Yeah. And so uh his token is a a token. Literal token. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why you have to call it a token and not a totem, Chris, for fuck's sake. Otherwise he, the joke doesn't work. I I can't be responsible for that joke not working. Oh, it worked for me. And he uh he heads to the park where the Paul Bunyan statue turns into a monster. And tells him that he's afraid to play a truth or dare because someone might ask him might might ask might have to ask him for a truth. He doesn't want to reveal that. And then the 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 gay kid who got his nipple bit off by uh Pennywise gives him a flyer for Stanley's funeral. Yeah. Or also, his funeral. All the, every, Oh, it's his funeral. That's right. But then everybody in the background also like pauses and like just stares at them yeah. the whole time. Just kind of like just like very low key creepy. Like not not super creepy, but just like a little bit of creepiness to add to it, which was nice. And uh, now we're we're with Bill, and Bill found his bike at the local antique store. Did you intentionally stutter just a little bit there, Chris? No, just a happy coincidence. Oh. Okay, good. Because I didn't want you making fun of him. And uh, it's run by none other than Mr. Stephen King himself. Who, of course, insults the ending of his book. Yeah. <laughs> Which was fantastic. That bit like just killed me. Because I was like, that's, that's fucking funny. Even Stephen King is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I have trouble ending books. But you know what? I make so much money, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I wish I could make that much money being good at like 90% of what I do. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's like, fuck you. And so he uh, he gets the bike. He rides back to uh, where his old house used to be. Well, and by rides, we mean... Um, almost f- goes ass over tea kettle a couple times because the handlebars aren't like tightened up and but by the end it all suddenly works auto- perfectly all of a sudden yeah yeah 
it took a minute. It's like, you know, what's that saying? Uh, the one about riding bikes and always doing it or that you have done it. You got to knock the dust off of it. Yeah. It's like falling off you a gotta, bike. You got to knock the dust off your bike. Yeah. That classic statement it, people make. That's someone that said. <coughs> you know what they say? You got to knock the dust off the, off your bike. Yeah. Off the, off the. You know, <laughs> Chris continues to unintentionally make fun of Will. That seemed intentional. <laughs> there was an accident. I don't know. Sometimes I do wonder if Brett has Tourette's, but I don't think he actually does. I couldn't be so lucky. Nope. Atlanta. Yes, I'm sorry. Atlanta. There's Electro Brett and then there's Atlanta. That's true. It's like you're like a not electro hotlanta, but it's like you're like a rifts like adventuring party. You got the burster and the cyborg the full combat conversion cyborg. Electrolanta. No. Chris is the baby dragon hatchling. That checks out. Yeah. More of a forest runner than a great horned, but you know. But yeah, so he, he heads to his house and runs into the kid who Richie thought was Pennywise at the uh, Chinese restaurant that we did not mention earlier. <laughs> yeah. And he sees and, him, and then he goes to the sewer, what ate Georgie. And almost gets pulled in by Pennywise. Yeah, which does a, the hand thing that you're a fan of. Yeah. Little tiny baby hands just all reach out at you. It's so creepy. And he uh, he manages to get the boat, which is his token. Yep. And then he tells that kid, do whatever you can, whatever you have to do, but get your parents to fucking move out of that fucking house right now. Because the kid says he hears voices in the, in the, in the bath drain, and that's never good. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I, I always like a movie scene where a grown man is shaking a child he doesn't know in the middle of the street and screaming obscenities at him. That's like Brett's Wednesday night. I shake and scream things at myself. <laughs> well, you're kind of like a grown man and a child. That's why I said that. It's true. I'm the size of a grown man, but I don't know how to finish this statement. <laughs> You're the Stephen King of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. I get froze. It's just a plastic tube. Oh, uh, well, no wonder I wasn't getting high. And then, uh, and then we cut to, is it Ben? Yeah. Next? Ben, who goes to the school. And in the most unrealistic scene in the movie, a strange man just wanders into a school. If it was summertime, I might be able to do that at my old school. But granted, like that is like that is a school where a class of forty-eight was a large class. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a little difference there. And uh, she remembers the time that. Uh, Pennywise looked like Bev and called him fat and her head yeah. caught on fire. 
Yeah, he thought he was going to hit it, but instead she tried burn to burn him up with her face. Yeah. And he, uh, and he hit- so he h- hides in a locker. Yep. And he uh, retrieves his token, which what was. was- the the yearbook page that Bev signed because she was the only one who signed his yearbook, but he wanted to he wanted to date her, so yeah, that's all he cared about. But didn't he carry that in his wallet the whole time? So like he already had the token with him. Yeah, he was the only one who had it the whole time because he kept it. Yeah, yeah. He just needed to realize that that's what it was. Yeah. Is weird because everybody forgot everything. So, would he remember? Well, I mean, she was his first crush, so maybe. Like, I can't remember my first crush. Well, yeah, also but a it, red, also a red-haired girl. Oddly enough, was she ever on fire? Not that I'm aware of. Okay, fair. I mean, it has been a good. 30 some years since I've seen her. So I mean, there's a non zero chance that she might've been on fire at some point. There is. It does get higher every year as well. So, so, uh, who's up next? Let's go with Eddie. Yeah. I'm just going to sit on fire. Eddie heads to the uh, pharmacy to pick up his inhaler. Yep. Where the creepy pharmacist dude, who I can't, I apparently he has a first name that they credit him in the credits. I don't know what that is. So I don't know which actor played oh. him. But that actor was weird looking. What was his name? I don't know. Oh, I think it. I, I was just talking about Oscar Mayer. It was something uh, keen. Okay. But yeah, and then, yeah, and that dude's like, oh yeah, your mom, and kind of like implied that he banged her mom, his mom. Like, did anyone else get that I, that impression? Got him some. The pharmacist's kind of like, oh yeah, Mrs. Kaepernick or whatever the name was. And he's, he's kind of like, he's kind of like, mm, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, maybe. Like the uh, the pharmacist's shitty daughter. Just, it looked like she was wearing the same outfit when she was a child. Yeah, when she was a child, same she outfit the same exact hairstyle when she was a child. Yeah, yeah. When she was a child, she said that Eddie had a cancer tumor on his dick. Yeah. So Sorry about your dick. <laughs> but then he goes down underneath the pharmacy. Yeah. I like the sign that was at the top of the weird pharmacy stairs that said vaccines with an arrow pointed down the stairs. <laughs> I was like, That's cool. Uh, yeah, it's Jen McCarthy's worst nightmare. And uh, then he has a flashback to the when he was a kid, he went down there and it was full of improperly stored medical equipment. And bags of blood. Yeah. Which I think was supposed to be, like, I mean, I guess back at that time, like, blood was scary to us because of the whole AIDS epidemic. Like, 89-ish, 89, 90, like, that's kind of, like, when the whole AIDS thing came out, like, or, like, hit, like, like mainstream fear, which I think is what that was supposed to, all the bags of blood, like, you know, like, infusion bags of blood were supposed to represent, but that's just me reading probably more into this movie than I need to. 
that seemed really crazy for a pharmacy basement. It seemed like an awful lot of medical waste just kind of on the floor. Yeah, well, I mean, it gets worse. Yeah. And uh, Like you do. His mom is down there strapped to some sort of medical... Table? Board thing. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like the... Thing. It's like... It's like a flesh of Frankenstein when they, you know, the dude's like strapped to that. Yeah. And uh, from the other side of the room, there is the like leper hobo from the first movie under a yeah. tarp that's chained to the pipe who's trying to get him. Yeah. And uh, Eddie gotta, uh, un- totally fucks up. Yeah, he's like, uh, start, Mom, you're on your own. Bye. Yep, I'm out. <laughs> and then, uh, go figure it out. She's smart lady. And then he, then the, the hobo leper, like, tongue fucks his mom to death. Yeah, it's, yeah, there's some tongue stuff going on. That was pretty wild with the, uh, with all that. Like, yeah. prehensile tongue assault. Yeah, that was pretty gross. Yeah. And then he, Flashes back to he's back in present day, and the the hobo monster's there, but he just straight chokes it out. Yeah, like and he just and the thing it just vomits all over him. Yeah, like all over him. It just like it's like Sam Raimi like fire hose, and but instead of blood, it's like black bile. Yeah, it's gross. It's awesome. There's a lot of it. Yep. And uh, so he heads back to the hotel well, to get cleaned well, up. Well, first he, he tries he he midvale uh, school for the gifts the gifted the door where he keeps yeah. kind of pulling on it and pulling on it and pulling on it and the girl's like it's a fucking push door you dumbass yeah and he's like oh yeah right staggers out like just covered in black bile and she doesn't reference like she doesn't react to it at all. Yeah, well, that makes sense, though. Yeah. Because she can't see it. Can? Are you sure? The other adults. Yeah, it's just like the blood was in the first one in the bathroom where all the kids could see it. Oh, right. Yeah, but the dad couldn't see it. Yeah. Kids are adults. Shouldn't they be able to see it? I guess Troy has a point. Yeah, but they're they're not under the effect of the spell anymore or whatever. Yeah, but they have their blood packed. If I mean, if I need to hand wave this bullshit, they have a blood pact with the girl who was dead lighted, so they are therefore immune to it. Yeah. I mean, that's... I, mean I, I can fan wink that. That's not a problem. Or I'm yeah. sorry, my fan theory that I'm going to put on BuzzFeed and, you know, it's going to be that. I can't wait. You're I can't wait to read your article about 10 fan theories. Oh, Jesus Christ. I Sorry, I need to do a little mild rant here about, like, fucking, like, websites publishing, like, this fan, th- you know, this fan theory explains how Luke Skywalker didn't know that his sister was his sister. And we're like, for fuck's sake, people, like, a fan theory is not news. Why is this showing up in my feed as news? Shut the fuck up. It's just a fan theory. So, continue. So uh, he heads back to the bed and breakfast, and they're like, "What happened there?" And he's like, "Ah, it's all gross." Yep. And the, and Richie's like, "By the way, everybody, I'm out." 
It was nice knowing you. Yeah, fuck all of this. Every last right bit of butt. it. Yeah, all the way up the anus. Fuck it. Yeah. So he goes to dip. And uh, turns out that in the parking lot is uh, Henry Bowers, who managed to steal a thematically correct car at some point. Well, I mean, what other kind of car are you going to steal, Chris? I just like the idea that this, like, raving sociopath with a knife is just outside of this mental institution in the parking lot looking for the exact vintage Trans Am he needs. Which car best expresses my personality? He's got his knife. Uh, I don't know, that that fucking psychiatric ambulance over there, maybe? Maybe that's the one? Ooh, is that an 89 Trans Am? Yes, yes, that represents me as a person the best. Does it have a T-top? Does it have a T-top? That's what we need to know. Better have. I mean, I feel like as long as it's a V8, it should be okay. And uh, so he busts in to the joint. Oh, yeah, I guess at some point he escaped a mental institution. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we said that already, Chris. I don't remember. I do. So he, uh, he heads in and catches Eddie in the bathroom. Like, just, and just, like, comes up behind him and stabs him in the side of the mouth. Yeah. Like, in one side and out the other. Which proves he's crazy, because only a maniac would do that. Yeah. <laughs> or just someone with bad aim, maybe. Yeah, just right in the cheek. Just, like, right in the cheek meat. Like, who the fuck even does that? <laughs> That's a really bad place to get stabbed, I would have to imagine. I would be more upset that somebody did that. Stab me there than I got stabbed. Like, what the fuck are you even doing? <laughs> How are you this bad at this shit? He's like, I'm trying to turn you into the Joker, Chris. Come on. Got the drop it, on me, and that's what you fucking did with it? This is your origin story. Stop fighting it. <laughs> he didn't smile enough. And uh, he does the classic hide-behind-the-shower-curtain-stab-a-guy-in-the-chest move. Yeah, that was pretty awesome, because the guy's like, wait, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you can't hide behind the shower curtain. I know you're there. You fucking oh god! I have a I have a knife in my chest now. <laughs> yeah, and then he just escapes. Well, he falls out the fucking window. <laughs> yeah, he jumps out the window. Yeah, it's a way to escape. Yep. And then uh, yeah, and then and then Richie's like, well, maybe I want to stick with the group. Or no, he just runs off, but he doesn't end up. He ends up at the library. Later, yeah. Uh, so oh, yes, but yes, he has to go to the synagogue first. That now, I think so. Sure, yeah, I think Richie, because Richie's dipping out. He's like, "Fuck this shit, I'm out." He's driving out of town, sees the synagogue where, which is has the funeral for Stanley listed. So he's like, "Well, fuck, I gotta go to that." I mean, if it's actually his funeral, I need to go to his funeral because. He was a friend of mine. I'm not a total asshole. I just play one on TV. And uh, and there's a flashback of Stanley's bar mitzvah where he's like, this is a bunch of bullshit. Like, I'm supposed to become a man, but I'm a loser. And I'm going to be a loser forever. So I don't know why you're making me do this. And yeah. Yeah. 
And uh, Kid Kid Richie tries to start the slow clap, which I thought was pretty funny. Yep. <laughs> and they're all like, what are you doing? <laughs> and so he decides to, you know, do the right thing and meet up with everybody. Yeah. Um, you know, like, like Spike Lee taught us. Yeah. Meanwhile, back at the bed and breakfast, uh, the ghost skateboard shows up. And gives a creepy message. I do like the the blow. The blood falls upwards from yeah. the skateboard, so that's good. And, yeah. it's, and basically, it's like, haha, Will, you weren't here to save this kid either. Fuck you. Yeah. So he takes off to the carnival to save the kid, and ends up in the funhouse that's way too nice to be some shitty traveling carnival funhouse. Yeah. Uh, like that's better than the permanent fun house at at a permanent amusement park near Des Moines, Iowa. So, and Des Moines is a bit bigger than Derry, from what I can see. Yeah, and uh, Bill makes his way into the the Hall of Mirrors, trying to catch up with the kid, and he's like, and and is constantly braining himself on the plexiglass. Yeah, and he's like, hey kid, remember me, the crazy guy who shook you and told you to fuck off in the street earlier. I'm here again. <laughs> and I'm I'm totally not chasing you, but I'm trying to save your life. Yeah. And the kid's like, uh Come back, small child. Why do you keep running away from this grown adult? Yeah. I just want to scream at you and shake you by the shoulders some more. <laughs> and uh of course old PY shows up behind him. With like the gross tongue lick up the mirror up the plexiglass. Yeah. Behind the kid. And, uh, wild, dude. And then does like the rapid fire headbutt um, slash concussion against the uh, glass until it starts to break. Yeah. And uh, which again hits that like uncanny valley thing for me. So that totally like kind of made me squeak a little bit. See, I liked it. I thought it was cool the way that he was banging his face into that plexiglass. Yeah. I said like, it's a yeah. It's a like, I don't know. I, the uncanny valley is a definitely a place that I don't want to live. Reasonable. Yeah. And uh, Nik- Nikolai Nikolai Orsinov is not someone I ever want to meet. Well, I don't think you have to worry I don't about know that. Who that is. Well, no, but but <laughs> but still fair. Yeah. And uh, of course, Penny. Pennywise uh, does his thing and explodes a kid's head. Yes. Bluey. And it's apparently the head was full of blood and no brains. Yeah, just blood. Yeah. And uh, Bill's like, you know, not happy about how that plays out. No, no, it didn't seem like that was the way he wanted it to go. Yeah. And, uh, Mike's, uh, now Mike, we're with him. He's doing some research back at the library. Yeah. And old, uh, old Henry shows up. Try, tries to put a knife in him. Yeah. But Richie is an Atlanta Braves fan. Yep, yeah. Cause he's, he's, an, he's an Atlanta Braves fan and gives him a tomahawk chop to the back of the head. And by that, I mean, literally buries a tomahawk in the back of Bauer's head. Yeah. And then throws up. 
Yep, and then probably like realizes he killed a dude and vomits his guts out. <laughs> and I would just like to state the podcast listeners that Brett has gone rogue. Oh no. Watch out for the dogs. Watch out for the dogs. There's no dogs. I'm just going into my house. <laughs> I've heard that before. There's no dogs in my house. Just I, but he's moving from the garage to the house and for some reason had to go outside? Yeah. It's not because the building's not attached. Okay. Makes sense. I just, I just, you know, I want our podcast listeners to like feel the podcast. Reasonable. Yeah. Like, know what I know. What, know what we know. Yeah. And then everyone else shows up and they're like, oh shit, like what happened? And Rich is like, I just killed a dude. Yeah. I straight up <laughs> murdered a guy. It was self-defense. Well, it wasn't self-defense. It was friend defense, which I think is probably still okay. Yeah. I mean, it's never addressed. I mean, like, a fucking, like, a DA would be a real shit heel to, like, bring him up on charges for saving his friend's life. Yeah. But, hey. Who knows? Yeah. So... Eventually, they all meet back up because Will's like, well, I failed to save another kid because I'm useless. Yeah, and he's like, I'm going to go kill like, this motherfucker. And they're like, well, meanwhile, Richie took out, took out, took a dude out already. So, you yeah. know, like, I mean, I think we just, just all gather behind him, give him a submachine gun and let him go to town. Yeah, I mean, do we now have a guy we know? Submachine gun town. Well, straight up Merc guy, so... Uh, yeah, and they all meet back up. Um, oh yeah, it turns out Mike's Mike's thing. Uh, Mike's thing is a rock from the rock fight. Oh yes, his token. Yes, and he grabs the uh, the pot thing for the ritual. The le- yeah, the leather like end table base. Yeah, yeah. Which um, looks like a part of a lamp to me. It. Reminds me of the time in Dragon Ball where Master Roshi sealed King Piccolo in the rice cooker. <laughs> that sounds right. Uh, I have not seen that episode, but that's still the, the idea of that makes me laugh. Yeah, I think it was a rice cooker. I haven't seen it in a long time, but anyway, yeah, I dipped out of I dipped out of Dragon Ball Z well before then. I th- I'm not even sure they ended up beating uh, uh, who's the white dude Frieza. Oh, I'm this was uh, prior to Z. This was Dragon Ball. Oh, okay. I have not seen a single Dragon Ball, so. Dragon Ball is pretty pretty gangster. Yeah. I think Frieza, I think they were still fighting Frieza the last time I stopped. I, I stopped watching Dragon Ball Z when I realized that they spent like an entire episode just grimacing at each other. And I was like, huh. I think I just wasted a half hour of my life. I think I'm just going to move on from this show. In fairness, it was probably closer to 22 minutes. Well, you had to add in commercials because I did watch the commercials because I was watching it as it aired. That was a while ago. I remember all those episodes. They that just was, spent episodes grimacing at each other. It was on Toonami. That's true. I had my work schedule around the fact that show was on. <laughs> and I would go to work after it was off. Uh, they had Thundercats on that. That was great. That was no good nostalgia. Thundercats are loose. Well, it was funny because one of my uh, one of my wife's uh, ex coworkers 
uh, was babysitting her cousins, and she's like, oh, Thundercats. I remember liking that as a kid. Let's watch that. So they watched an episode of it, and then she was like, I'm sorry I made you guys watch that. And they're like, what are you talking about? That was amazing. <laughs> Amazeballs. <laughs> no, that would be Dragon Balls. Oh, I'm so sorry. So, uh, we're at the we're at the creepy house. Yes. And then Will's like, uh, I think last time Richie gave the best the best speech about this house. So what was that, Richie? Richie's like, uh, try not to shoot your pants. Um, I think I left my brown pants at home. Yeah, I uh, I fucked your mother. Uh, yeah. Oh oh, you mean the one where I said fuck this clown? Like yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's not like the most roused. It's not St. Crispin's Day speech or anything, but sure. Well, he's the clown. And they, uh, they head on down to perform the ritual. Head on down to Ritual Town. They head on down to Clown Fucking Town. Clown Pound Town. Clown Pound Town. Pound Clown Town. Pound Town Town. I don't like any of that. You know what I mean. <laughs> I love that I go from making a Shakespeare reference to saying clown pound town. <laughs> that sounds like the third worst <laughs> porno I've ever heard of in my entire life. Clam. Pam, pam, clam, pam, pam. Uh, I don't know. There's some, uh, there's a Pokemon parody porn out there. So sure. I feel like saying <laughs> a is incorrect. I'm sure there's several. <laughs> Probably, but Wood Rocket's the only one I know of. The Bear Witch Project. Yeah. It's another timeless I know that one. Well, there's like the softcore one with Horror of the Rings. Yeah. There's an ET yeah. one. Yeah, just yeah, if you, if you need your porn parodies, go to Wood Rocket and just enjoy them there. Moving on. <laughs> So they uh they head down to the secret lair underneath of I guess I guess Pennywise built a trapdoor in the rotted remains of the wagon. It was in the sewer? Yeah, I mean I don't know why you're saying it with that tone of voice, Chris. That's obviously what happened. But they didn't they didn't really show much about his carpentry backstory. Well, but they, I mean, they showed they didn't tell. I mean, that's like the first rule of movies, Chris. Come on. Oh, I guess I forgot the parts where he was subtly whittling things in the background. And yes. <laughs> always had one of those carpenter's pencils tucked behind one of his ears. Yes. Also, he uh, hid Stanley's head in there to um, torment them while he mirror cut um, Ben's stomach. Yeah. So that's happening. Uh, the head turns into a weird spider monster. All, uh, is it more the thing or more uh, the faculty to you, Chris? I got more of a thing vibe, I guess. Yeah. I mean, because like the faculty, it was like CGI head on CGI tentacles. Whereas the thing, it was pr a practical dummy head on practical dummy spider legs. And this was a combination of being CGI and on spider legs. So that's why I was confused. Understandably. It's like Fomke Johnson had sex with Kurt Russell. That's what I'm saying. Weird. 
I like that. It's it's less weird than I said Funky Johnson had sex with Wolford Brimley. Fair. Yeah. I like that. I kind of do too, actually. So, uh, they they avoid the creepouts, head down, start the ritual, where they burn all their stuff. And someone, is it Eddie or Richie, makes the observation that things like rocks don't burn, neither do arcade tokens. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to take forever. (laughs) I thought that was like, yep. That would be one of us doing saying that. And uh, so uh, the deadlights appear. They get sucked into the jar. But it doesn't work because of giant balloons. Yeah. Or a giant balloon. Yeah. They couldn't get the lid on fast enough. And that's... Should have gone, gone to the container store. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And uh, P-Wise turns into the giant spider monster. Yeah, he's like a clown rider. Yeah. And like, I'm, and by clown rider, I mean like 25 foot tall clown rider. Where they then have like a Baldur's Gate action cutscene where he chases them around in a circle for a while. And for some reason, like Yakety Sax doesn't play. Yeah, missed opportunity. Yeah. And uh, he's like, it didn't work when they tried this way back in the day with the Native Americans. What made you think it was going to work this time, idiot? And he said, the power of music. Yeah. Tells you. Uh, everybody gets kind of split up to have a spooky interlude. The, and there's only two that really stick in my head. Oh, no, there's three that stick in my head. Yeah, you got uh, Bev and Ben. Yep, who are like in a tunnel, and then they get like sucked into two opposite ends of a T-intersection. Yeah. And Ben ends up in the clubhouse where the walls start caving in at him because apparently, for some reason, 16-year-olds aren't good at developing construction techniques i mean that's that's what i mean i think is implied by that scene and then uh bev gets sucked into a bathroom stall and it's like it, it must be in europe because it's one of those bathroom stalls that goes from like floor to ceiling like and seals completely there's no gap like in american bathroom stalls yeah it's watertight or blood tight yeah yeah it's blood tight and uh so ben is getting uh buried alive bev is gonna drown uh, and and people keep popping their heads in to Bev's uh, bathroom stall to say things like, uh, you suck, I hate you, um, I'm your dad, I'm going to try to fuck you, uh, things like that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Ben, with his dying breath, recites the poem, which gives Bev uh, superpowers. Well, they kind of like... they. Re- it kind of bridges the gap that was created by the T intersection. And she reaches down out of the toilet stall door at, to his hand, reaching up out of the dirt and they like pull each other out of their respective nasty places. Yeah. It's like a metaphor. 
or oh. it is a simile. It's either like a metaphor or it is a simile. Interesting. Yeah. Um, we got uh, what Eddie and Richie get faced with the three door problem. Yeah, there's the scary door, the really scary door, and the not scary at all door. Yeah. Really scary door was first. Well, yeah, because Richie's like he's obviously fucking with us. Like we go with the really scary door. That was just legs, legs with blood. Yeah, it wasn't really that scary. It was like a closet door, and then like the bottom half of a of a uh, steel mill working kid just kind of comes like trotting out, and they're like, "Well, nope, I guess that's not the door we want." And like maybe he's fucking with us by not fucking with us. Let's go to the not scary at all door. And it is a Pomeranian. Yeah. Which turns into a weird monster. There is a movie where a dog turns into a weird, like, claymation scary dog monster. Does anyone else remember what movie that is? Because I can't. Twilight Zone, the movie. Okay. I was wondering if it was referenced to that. Maybe. It's kind of towards toward the end of it. It's a rabbit. Yeah, I think it's is that the one with the kid who can control reality and they show up cartoons all the time? Yes, they made okay. a Century House of Horror about it. Okay. Yeah. So that's I think that was supposed to be a reference to that, but Oh look, certain. the curtains are on fire. I meant I meant the Twilight Zone movie, not the Simpsons. I know, but still. Don't and, ever tell me how to live my life. And they're like, well, okay, maybe this is not the right door either. Yeah, and then I don't know. They fuck off. Yeah, like I think Penny Bides is like, well, I'm kind of done, like just chasing you guys around now. So I'm gonna go like scare some other people, and they're like, oh, okay. Then maybe we should just like walk back up this this uh, tunnel that we went down. Yeah, this vignette yeah. is over, says Pennywise. Yep. <laughs> uh, Bill is in the basement. Well, Bill, like at first he's underwater. Yeah, and then he pops up I- in his basement. Yeah, and George is like, "You did, you did bad, Bill Boogity Boo. You killed me because <laughs> you didn't want to play with me, so I went and played out in the rain and met the clown monster that killed me." I like the boogity boo thing. And a uh, child Bill is there, and he's got like the cattle murder gun that you know, they had like in the old, first one. No country, yeah, like from No Country, No Country for Old Men. Yeah. And, uh, which if you want to watch a boring movie, watch the beginning of that. <laughs> I, I haven't watched any more than the beginning because I got so bored. I changed to something else. And, um, adult bill. And, uh, yeah. He gets like, well, well, bait, uh, kid bill tries to cattle, gu- cattle gun, adult bill. And that doesn't work because adults bill is like, well, Fuck you. Like, I one time I didn't want to play with my brother. He dies. Means that I killed him. Fuck that. Give me that gun. I'm going to shoot you in the head instead. Fuck yeah. You. Yeah, dog. And, uh, sure so, so the, the losers all reconvene. Oh, and this whole time, Mike's hiding behind a rock. Yeah, because he's like, I'm scared. Yeah. I guess Mike didn't deserve to have some creepy thing happened to him. Racism. Yeah. I mean, it's not like his parents died in a fire or anything weird that could have happened that possibly would have 
Yeah, well, while he was just sitting there watching them try to open the door that wouldn't open for some reason while they burned to death while he was on a tricycle. I can't think of anything that would be weird and scary about that. No. I mean, I mean I'm sure it's like as a black person, he has had zero like negative interactions with people. Yeah, it wasn't highlighted at all in the first movie. Yeah. And uh, and that's when uh, so Pennywise continues to like chase them around and around for a while until Bill Hader comes out of his, uh, I'm sorry, Richie, comes out of the tunnel and is like, hey, fuck face. You know what? You're afraid to play truth or dare because the truth is you're a sloppy bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Which is my favorite line from the whole fucking movie. The, the two movies combined, that is my favorite line. And he's like, you know what? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. And that's when he gets hit with the deadlights and just kind of like standing ragdolls and an amazing job of physical acting. Yeah. And then, uh, Richie takes, or yes, yeah, Eddie takes the fireplace poker that Bev gave him when she told him, you know, like this kills monsters. He's like, really? And she's like, yeah, if you believe it does. And he's like, you know what? I fucking believe this thing does because I'm going to save my friend. So he throws it into Pennywise Dryder's mouth and stops the channeling of the deadlights. And uh, and then Richie collapses, but he seems to be A-OK until Pennywise puts a talon through the back of Eddie's chest through his heart. Yep. And they, uh, they grab him and retreat. They decide that the plan is now going to be make it try to get back to the entrance because it's real little, and then they can make him real little, and then question mark profit. Well, well, because you know if he's really small, then he'll be easier to stomp to death with their feet. Yeah. So uh, they go for they're it. They're gonna go. They're gonna full. They're gonna go full Garvin on him. That's what they're gonna do. They uh they make a break for it. It doesn't work. Uh. Pennywise yells Eater of Worlds 36 times or so. Yeah, and I think like they're like, well, you know, Richie seemed to really freak him out when he called him a sloppy bitch. Maybe if we just bully him into not believing in himself anymore, we can defeat him. Yeah. That's how you beat Eldritch monstrosities from other dimensions. The power of peer pressure. Yeah. Compels you. So they uh they call him all sorts of things like clown, old lady, a mimic. That really that yeah. really gets a mimic. Ooh, which is funny because one thing you don't want to mess around with in D and D is mimics because they can be anything and anyone and it can be anything and just start like dissolving you with their stomach acids. Yeah, granted they're like CR two or three depending on the edition, but you know. No one wants to mess with a mimic. So they uh, they bully him into weird fetal clown spider mode, and then they like reach in and pull his beating. They they molarom him and pull his bleeding heart out of his chest. Yeah. Goodbye, home, goodbye. And then they crush it, which uh, causes everything to start to collapse. Uh, they leave and, Eddie. 
because Eddie's dead because he had a fucking like three foot talon go through his heart. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, Richie. You don't come back from that. Yeah. Tape it up, bro. Rub some dirt in it. (laughs) Yeah. Just rub some some dirt on it. Walk it off. Be fine. And they uh they all escape from everything. The house collapses. It it like it poltergeists. Yeah. They uh they all go for a swim. And the greenest water ever. Yeah. It's full of algae. And they're like, haha, Eddie would have been like freaked out by like us swimming around in algae filled water with open wounds. Ha ha ha. yeah, they're like oh, Eddie really would have hated this. Yep. Now we're all gonna get sick. We're all gonna get the the uh, staff infection. Yeah, uh, Richie don't do so good. Well, because yeah, he starts crying. He's like, "Oh, and by the way, my glasses fell in the water." Which, as aware of glasses, I'm sure we all would have been much more freaked out about than Richie was. Well, I've never lost my glasses after fighting an interdimensional being and escaping a poltergeisting house. So, still. Like, if I didn't have my glasses, I've been like, I can't fucking see. I am functionally blind. Where the fuck are my glasses? <laughs> and they, uh, they walk home and they see reflection in the window. It's them as kids. Well, all of them as kids, even the dead yeah, ones. Even the ones who didn't make it. Yep. And the, uh, the, the, yep. The movie theater is showing Nightmare on Elm Street 5, even though they don't add the Dream Child to the title. Marquee wasn't big enough. <laughs> Fair point. That's what I think. <laughs> the and end. then uh, we flash forward to some amount of time. I'm not here dragging shit around in my garage. Yeah, because Brett Brett can't be bothered to fucking talk about the movie. He's got to just start dragging shit around his garage. I dragged shit around in my garage like one time during the podcast. <laughs> okay, yeah. like twice. Twice. And so, yeah, yeah, as Chris said, while you were dragging shit around the garage, they flash forward to um, everyone being back wherever they decided to live. Yeah, Uh Bill is writing a new story about something. Obviously about the whole situation. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I think I think I might be able to actually write an ending this time. And Mike's like, oh, and by the way, did you get any mail? Yeah. And it turns out that uh, Stanley made the most noble of sacrifices because he knew that he wouldn't be able to hack it. So he took himself off the board. It was the only logical move. He's a motherfucking Jewish Vulcan. Which is... Yeah. I mean, I guess Spock was too, technically. The strange name. He was a Jewish half-Vulcan. I don't know. He was half-Vulcan. Leonard Nimoy was Jewish. Oh. Is Is that canon? Well, it is canon that Nimoy was Jewish and that Spock is a half Vulcan. I don't think that's like really like that unknown of of two facts, Chris. I just mean it. I mean in in Star Trek, I like to think that he was a Jewish Vulcan. 
It's very po- well Jewish half Vulcan. Yeah. His human half was Jewish, which is fine because Judaism because it's traced through the the matriarch, you know, the 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 maternal line, so that works for him. Yeah, see, canon. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Stan Stan did did good, I guess. Yeah, like they they like oh, I made the heroic suicide, which I don't know, like. You know, like, I don't want people to suffer in, like, terminal illness or anything, but I don't like the idea of, like, oh, suicide is heroic as a great... That's not the kind of message I want to send with a movie. I mean, suicide is painless is uh, questionable enough, but suicide is heroic? I don't know. I don't think that's, like, a great message to send. Yeah. And, uh, uh, Bev and, uh, Ben, uh, live on a boat. Like T-Pain? Yeah. They're on a boat. Yeah, that's how that song goes. <laughs> uh, Richie, uh, stops on the way out of town. And finishes carving R plus E into the, the bridge wood. And yeah. you realize that apparently Richie loved Eddie the entire time. But... And uh, Mike finally gets to leave Derry. Yep. And that's the end. Or is it? I think it is. Yeah, it, it is. There's no stinger or anything. Yeah. Pretty sure. Movie's over. Yep. But not the podcast, because we have to ask Brett what he thinks about the movie now. Who is this Brett you speak of? I'm sorry, Hotlanta. What did you think of the movie? I told you there's Hotlanta and Electro Brett. Electro Brett, what did you think of the movie? <laughs> well, Electro Brett has to ask someone else what they thought of the movie now. <laughs> Fuck okay. you. I liked yeah. it plenty enough. No, I'm just kidding. I really didn't like it. I couldn't get into it. Uh... I don't know. I, it wasn't bad. I just I like Chapter One better. I prefer the it miniseries over any of it, but I just I prefer Chapter One to Chapter Two. I got into the children's story more than the adult story, I guess. Uh, there was less horrible CGI nonsense. A little less, I think, maybe just because the movie was a half hour shorter. But who knows? Uh, you know, Chastain was good. Bill Hader is one of my favorites. He was really good in a semi, you know, this is the first semi-serious role I think I've ever seen Bill Hader in. Yeah, he was real good in this. Yeah, he did pretty, he did pretty good. He was still making his Bill Hader jokes, but, you know, he when he had to, he pulled it together to make it a, a serious acting role. But I just, and it was almost three hours long. It could have been... Easy, or maybe you know, like an hour and forty, hour and forty-five. You could have got all that in. So just kind of a meh. I feel like you, you know, chapter one was pretty great, and then you waited forever for chapter two, and it really just wasn't that good. So I give it a just a, a flat meh. If you want to watch it because you like the first one, sure, I guess, but. If not, don't. 
perfect. What do you think, Christopher? Well, I was uh, I was mad on the first one, and that seems to follow through. I don't think it's bad. I just, the same problems I had with the first one I have with this one. I don't think Pennywise is particularly scary. I think the the stuff that's supposed to be spooky with the the monster people doesn't work for me. I the the uncanny valleyness of it didn't hit me right. I guess they just look weird. Their faces just I it was killing me. I like the the story was fine. Like everybody did a a passable job acting wise. Bill hammed it up pretty good towards the end of it there. You slobby bitch. It, it's it's just it's too long. Like three hours is that's an ask. Especially for something I I don't know, unless unless you were a child or a teenager at this point, you already kinda know where this is going, so it's you're just waiting for the stuff to happen. You know you know the the basic gist of it. I mean I think it's okay. I I don't know. It's I don't have a lot to say because it, it evoked no strong emotion in me one way or another. Uh, how do you feel it compares to the miniseries, Chris? I like the miniseries better. I like Tim Curry's Pennywise better. Uh, I don't like uh, the Pennywise in this. He acts too much like a people. His motivations are very like uh, people like. And you would think an interdimensional monster that feeds on fear and eats people wouldn't act so much like a person where it was. Uh, like, so uh, are you are you saying, Chris, that you don't empathize with a um, cosmic horror? Nah, not particularly. Huh. I know, hard to believe. To re- I'm going to reevaluate my, uh, my opinion of you, Chris. I like the idea that Pennywise just does what he does, and it doesn't always have to make sense. It doesn't always have to be reasonable. It shouldn't make sense to people why he's doing what he's doing. His whole motivation just seems to be a spooky clown. I don't know. Now I'm just rambling. If you like the first one, this one's okay. If you didn't like the first one, probably not going to change your mind. Just some old man. I would say if you're going to watch it, make sure you got some time free or do it in uh, two sittings. This is basically two movies long, so. Shut up, you're old. Okay. What do you say, Troy? I like this movie. Um, to go back to the last the last episode, it does have that feel of like the primordial battle between good and evil, which is a theme of Stephen King's that I really enjoy, and I think this uh, captures it quite well. There's again, like I said, like the uncanny valley stuff hits me just right all the time, so that worked really well for me with this. Um, I 
I'm going to make a little bit of a hot take here. And I say, you know what? Don't ever bother watching the first movie. Just watch the second one. I think you get enough through flashbacks that you understand what's going on and what the stakes are. And just let this movie, granted, it's is about two movies worth of length. Just let this movie do the talking. Like, I don't think you even need to watch the first chapter of it at all. Um, I think if you take the miniseries versus the two chapters of it, I think the miniseries is far superior. Definitely the first half of the miniseries is far superior to the first half or to chapter one. I think it chapter two is is stronger than the second half of the miniseries. And I think it may be on par with the miniseries. So I would I would say the miniseries ranks equal to it chapter two. Just ignore it chapter one. And I know that's a probably a controversial opinion, but that is my opinion. He's gonna stick to it. Yep. And yeah, and Bill Hader does a fantastic job of playing a human trying to be a wacky non-human in this movie in a way that usually he just plays wacky non-humans. But he 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 did a fantastic job playing a person using comedy as a defense mechanism in this movie. And I think he uh, he deserves accolades for that. Um yeah, this movie, I really enjoyed this movie. I think it was a great movie. I was sitting there watching this going, holy crap, I'm enjoying this way more than I expected to, given the first movie. So I'm going to say, just skip the first movie. Just watch this one. I like Bill Hader on Hot Rod. <laughs> Fair enough. I like, I like Bill Hader in a lot of things, but this was the first like serious acting role I'd seen him in where he seriously acted. Right. Oh, yeah, I think... Uh, pretty sure that's the first one everybody has seen him where he's been a serious actor. He was he was not a sloppy bitch. No, nope, not like in Hot Rod when he had that piece of metal stuck in his head because he took the LSD. <laughs> then he thought the trash can was a hospital. Yeah. So uh, thank you, Mr. Green. As I said at the beginning of the podcast, thank you for suggesting this movie. Chris, what are we watching next week? We are going to watch Doctor Sleep. Because we like short movies. Yeah, nice, tight, three hours. <laughs> that one's also three hours long, is what I've heard. Yep. I mean, it is a sequel to The Shining, so it's got a lot to live up to. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. So, Hotlanta. What? What if other people want to recommend a movie that may or may not be actually two movies masquerading? Two regular movies in a trench coat. I guess they should come drag some shit around my garage. Yeah. <laughs> Seems or, like you got that on lock. Oh, no, I mean, I could always use help. Or you can find us on the Facebook on account of we're Slaughterhouse Princess. You can find us on the Twitter because we're Slaughter Prince. You can't find us on MySpace because I don't think anybody really gets on there anymore. Uh, you can email us directly at slaughterhouseprincesspodcast@gmail.com. You can read about all that fucking mess at slaughterhouseprincess.com. Uh, if you go there, you'll see where we're on Stitcher and iTunes and Google and Uplay and uh, Tubi. Um, Pornhub. The other guys. The internet. The whole internet. 
iHeartRadio, Spotify. You can tell your uh, Alaxer to uh, play us if you'd like. Is that right? Is that how you pronounce it? Alaxer? That's 100% correct, Hotlanta. Yep. Google Homes, they all know about it. So, fuck you, Chris. I think that's it. Come back for Dr. Sleep. Yes. And while other podcasts think about movies, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll drink about movies. Bye. That's what I would drag it around. The fucking treadmill? <laughs> Why? Why did you do that? <laughs> I had Next. to move it a little bit. I didn't know that it worked. What could have possibly been happening over there? <laughs> where you were like, no, nah, I need to move a treadmill right fucking now. <laughs>